Wrestling with Edwards podcast with your host, Scotty Wrestling. You know, I announced on my Twitter that I had recorded this episode already and it all got deleted, which is true. That is true. It did. So this is me redoing it in a very, very shortened style. I'm not even going to talk about NXT this week. Not going to talk about AEW this week. All I'm going to talk about is what I liked from Backlash and the Cinderella Tournament of Stardom. Because everything else, you've probably heard from everyone else that has a podcast. And I recorded for 46 minutes. That's all gone from earlier. So we're going to live on. We're going to still produce an episode, and we're just going to be happy with the results. So the Cinderella Tournament, a truly wonderful thing in pro wrestling, something that fills my heart with joy. Why? Because it's a tournament that creates a star. And I love the best tournaments in wrestling. Cinderella Tournament is one of my favorites. Quickly... Just the way it is utilized, the way it makes and doesn't make anyone look weak, but instead just makes people look stronger. So let's talk about round two in the quarterfinals, shall we? Starting off with Saya Kamatani versus Starlight Kid. You know, so... When I saw this match on paper, I was like, okay, this could be pretty good. You know, it's the not-so-distant future of stardom. That was really the beauty of it. You know, you like to see those potential future world champions in matches before they get to that stage. And to me, this is what that was. In my oh my, did they put on a show. They fought the high-speed style version of a match, which I think Kamatani is really good at. I mean, Starlight Kid's, of course, brilliant at it. I think Starlight Kid is one of the best in stardom right now, overall, already. And I think Saya is showing such improvement already within this year 
that when she, I think, wins this Cinderella tournament, which I believe that is my prediction she will, has been for a while now, she will show the world that she's ready for that big match with what I'm guessing to be Tam Nakano down the line. Now, you may ask, Why was this match so good? I think if you check it out yourself, you'll get an understanding of why it was so good. These two wrestled with the idea that you gotta win before that buzzer. And I think that's really the beauty of the Cinderella tournament in itself. There's that sense of urgency. That sense of, I need to take my, my opponent as soon as possible. And we saw it from beginning to end. We saw it from beginning to end. Now, Kamatani won with a quick roll-up. It was essentially a, I got the better of you, and you have to deal with it. And I think that was the beauty of this match. This was the best match of the quarterfinals, second round, whatever you may call it. And I don't think, really, uh, thinking ahead, I mean, it definitely can be topped by the final, I think. The potential final definitely can top this, but I thought it was great. I thought it was a good time. Starlight Kid, debatably, probably has the two best matches in the tournament so far. And that's that's just, you know, that's where I am at. With that, now, moving on, Julia versus Micah. This was a pretty exciting one for me as a big Julia fan. Pretty much a Micah fan, too. I do love uh, DDM overall. I was hoping Micah would pull this one out because I just, you know, it didn't make sense for Julia to win. And it definitely made sense for Micah. They had a good match. And the scariest part, though, was the end when... Micah picked up Julia for like a suplex on the outside on the second rope and they slipped. Julia smashed her head, was bleeding. She ultimately fell off. She was eliminated. Michael won. But it was just scary because you didn't, you, something bad could have happened. And I'm happy it didn't. I'm really happy it didn't, you know, because that would have sucked. That goes without saying, but it would have sucked. So, another good match. Not, you know, the best, but a fun one because these two were very physical with each other. And it continues the story of Julia not being able to beat Donna Del Mondo. You know, that's something that Alex spoke to and in the past. And I think it's really a telling case, which I really do love. You know, it's long-term storytelling, guys. It's long-term storytelling that's going to go a long way. No doubt in my mind, it's going to go a long way. That's going to come into factor, especially when Julia ends up winning that red belt. The next match was Otani Hayashishita versus Siri. Second round matchup, and this was the big one. This was the big one. Going into this tournament... Siri was very clear. She was going to win this and challenge Utami for the red belt. 
Utami was clear that she was going to win it and challenge Siri to challenge for her red belt. It was very confusing, very confusing. And in the end of this match, Siri was the one to defeat Utami Hayashishita. I thought for sure this was going to be a draw. I was set. But hey, I was wrong. That allowed Siri to move on to the main event of tonight, of this event, to face Unagi Sayaka. Overall, that match was good, but man, their championship match is going to be great. Next match, Mayu Iwatani versus Hamika. This should have been, this would have been the match of the tournament. It started off hot. It was so good. These two were just killing each other. Holding zero back. But Oedo Tai ruined the momentum. Not once, but twice. First time, they pulled out Mayu. The referee signaled that off, saying that was not fair. Allowing Mayu to get back in the ring. And then, as Mayu got to the top rope once, Natsuka Tora hit her with a, um, her steel pipe. Knocking her down to the floor. And it allowed... Hamika to push out Mayu and get the win. Hamika will now face Saya Kamatani in the next round, the semifinals, which is a big match in itself. But I don't like the idea that this is how we're going to get rid of Mayu. I think it would not have hurt for Hamika to get the clean win. I don't think it would have hurt for that at all. And... I love when Mayu's in these singles matches because they just feel so much more special. And it always helps when she's away from Oedo Tai. But the ultimate result of this Oedo Tai feud between Stars and them has to be Mayu Iwatani versus Natsuko Tora in a singles match. Otherwise, it makes literally no sense. None. That's got to be the major blow-off match. It has to be. It has to be. Unagi Sayaka versus Siri. The winner will go on to face Micah in the semifinals. Unagi Sayaka, one of the best underdogs in professional wrestling today, got Siri out. Siri, the same person who defeated Utami Hayashishita. Earlier in the night. Unagi won. Unagi advanced. Big win. Now looking forward. Looking forward to the bracket. What we will be having. Here's how I break it down. Sayakamatani, I believe will beat Hamika. Micah will beat Unagi. That's the final. That has to be the final. I think that is the biggest final you have. Out of the remaining People, though, Micah versus Hamika would be big. That would be big, too. Former tag team champions. But I think no matter what way you go, it's a win-win. You're going to make a star out of any of these four. And I'm excited. I'm just so excited because that's the beauty of professional wrestling. When you can be excited for something, man, it's just it's just the best. It's the absolute best. And I am legitimately excited for what's ahead in this Cinderella tournament. 
So I said I was going to talk about one thing from Backlash, seeing my show was cut, and that is the match between Roman Reigns and Cesaro. This was my match of the week, and I think it was a fantastic encounter between the two. I think the storytelling was second to none. The believability that this could be Cesaro's moment. Cesaro could win the title. Cesaro could beat Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns didn't use Jey Uso or Jimmy Uso to help him. This was a Roman Reigns only type of show. The Tribal Chief got it done. He defeated Cesaro in the middle of the ring. But the biggest and most important part to me was that it continued the incredible, incredible, incredible reign of Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns has not stopped since returning. Every single one of his matches that he has are must-see. And with Hell in a Cell coming up, it almost has to be Roman Reigns versus Jimmy Uso, reminiscent of when Jey Uso fell in line, joined the head of the table. This is going to be the same situation. I'm, I'm pretty sure they moved up Hell in a Cell just to relive that. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant, and I cannot wait. So that is Wrestling with Edwards this week because I don't want to talk about everything all over again. Wasn't worth it. Uh, But what I will tell you is what is worth it is that this Sunday, probably morning-ish, the Hana Kimura episode that I have been working hard on that I've had so many others work hard with me on will debut on this channel on Last Word on Sports. That's where you can find it. It is not only going to be the most special episode I have ever had, it will be the best. I promise you. It will be the best because there is so much heart. There's so much care. There's so much love in this episode. I can't hype it up enough. This show it will peak at that moment. I will never ever ever have a better episode than that. And that's okay. That's what I wanted. I hope you all check it out this Sunday, May 23rd as we remember the incredible Hana Kimura. And I'd be wrong to not bring up Arisa Hushiki because as I'm recording this, today is the one year anniversary of when she had to retire. And over the past year, she has become someone that I didn't know really anything about to one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And I can confidently say that. Because I've went out of my way to see her best matches. To see all of her matches. She is someone that has become a comfort wrestler for me. And what that means is that I can turn on one of her matches or her music. And it brings a smile to my face. I think every wrestling fan has five Five, you know, comfort wrestlers, probably matches, something like that. And Arisa Hashiki, God, do we miss her. Do we miss 
how incredible she was. She was a once in a lifetime talent. But I think what's important is to appreciate what we have from her wrestling career that she was able to give us and enjoy what she's able to give us now, which comes in the form of music. You hear it at the end of the show every single week. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Next week will be the official debut of Robbie Sutter as my co-host for the AEW Double or Nothing preview. That will begin Robbie's new little role with me, which I'm so honored to have him on as we will preview and review every single AEW pay-per-view together moving forward. I can't wait for that. I'm very excited. Otherwise, that's it for this week. You can check out episode 42, the Billy Starks interview, which was such a blast. Or you can wait till Sunday. That's where the real stuff comes in. That shows over four hours, by the way. So save some time. It's worth every single moment. Until next time, guys, have a good one. また美学でしょう夢見る仲間たちを乗せて次の島目指して伝えしてく